Welcome back. Welcome back to Surviving the Journey. Hi, this is your host, Jay Siobhan. I just want to thank you for being here. I am grateful that you're here because you're here. So, hey, and let me tell you, I be having the hardest time. Do y'all do this? Every time you begin something, you don't know how to, you know, start or what to say when to start, especially when you, <laughs> especially when you're recording. And I tell you, I don't know why it's the hardest thing for me to just say hello to y'all. I get so nervous and <laughs> so revved up. I be feeling so awkward just saying, hey, and I have to try about three or five times before I can just officially say, hey, y'all, like, you, you know, <laughs> I don't know if it's just me, <laughs> but Hopefully y'all can relate. I'm sure y'all can. Yeah, you know, hey. But uh, thank you for coming back to another episode of Surviving Journey where we just, anything that we're going through, we're surviving in this life, in this whole entire journey, the ups and downs, the in-betweens, and we're here to just talk about it, speak about it, and embrace it. So welcome back again. And before I get started... I have something special that I would like to share with you because this is a a very special thing. Uh, I have a sister in Christ. We go to the same church. It's Mouth of God Ministries here in Houston, Texas. So come out every year in Houston. Come to our church, Mouth of God Ministries. And she has a video on YouTube. She just created a channel and it's called Things unspoken 589 I'm gonna ask her what 589 mean I don't know if that's a birthday or not but I'm just curious I'm gonna ask her but on her channel it is um she's a wife her name is Kawana Spivey you can find her on Facebook K-A-W-A-N-A Spivey S-P-I-V-E-Y and she has a channel again it's called Un. Things Unspoken 589. I'm sorry. Things Space Unspoken 589. And her channel is, she speaks about her her trials and tribulations of what it was like to be a wife and have suffered three miscarriages. And it was, her testimony was just powerful. You know, it was, it was definitely inspirational. I had never heard something like that ever in my life. From the the pain and the tears and just her just being resilient to the faith. Like she was just, I'm not going to give up. And all the things that had happened between her and her marriage and her just going through that with her body physically. Just, it was just, wow, you know? It just took me away. And it was I know that I never had gone through that. But to just have that kind of strength to continue to push when you feel like you tried and tried and tried again and it's just you may not get the results that you expected but still you're still 
pushing because you know there's something bigger than all of the things that you have gone through, all of the failure and the mistakes and whatever it was that you thought that had you down and you're still up by the grace of God. And I'm just, that really inspired me and inspired inspired me. I am tongue-tied like a mug. Inspired me because a lot of things just by the name things unspoken the name is just we do hold a lot of stuff in and we don't speak a lot of things out because we're ashamed of it and sometimes I guess we kind of feel like we're the only ones that's going through that kind of hurt no one would understand and no one would feel where we're coming from but to know that someone's out there speaking about these things that has been unspoken for so long is it's a release it's a healing and it's coming with from love and I'm blessed for it and I would like for anyone to uh go check it out and share it with anyone to anyone that has gone through most especially because that's what the channel is for for women that have uh survived miscarriages have gone through miscarriages that has gone through that whether um they've been married or just just simply that they just try to have a child in things like that has happened so they can know that there's someone that's gone through those things somewhere you can you can get support from it you can get a cleansing and you can get a release and healing from it okay so look up that channel things unspoken 589 and I just thought about it the video um for you to search it because when I tried to search it on YouTube it didn't like exactly come up so I'm going to tell you how to type it in. Maybe I can ask her if there's a way to fix it. But the way I typed it in was the way that the, the name of the video is uh, is titled. The, uh, the video is my husband's, not with apostrophe S, just my husband's reaction to three miscarriages. Just type it in like that and they should be the first one. Because that's how I had to do it to find it on YouTube. Because I wanted to subscribe to her channel. So, please, yeah, check out her video. Her name is Kawana Spivey and um, her, her husband, Antonio Spivey. Because he has also, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, because uh, I looked at her first video about, you know, what happened, you know, as far as her. But I didn't, I didn't go see her husband's reaction yet. I'm on my way to seeing that. But... They have a uh, a video with her husband speaking his, uh, you know, what he had gone through. And uh, we know a lot of men don't, <laughs> they're not always, you know, open in that way as far as being vulnerable. So there's for husbands out there, fathers out there that have gone through the same thing. And y'all have some support from knowing that, yeah, men can share that. So you don't have to be ashamed to be vulnerable. You don't have to be ashamed to be open. You know, I think a lot of times when things happen like that, people are afraid to deal with anything, you know, because, you know, sometimes we do things and say things out of being careless and hurtful because we don't, out of our own pain, we're, we're afraid to be vulnerable, you know, and that's because we've been vulnerable around the wrong people. 
sometimes it's not even the wrong people it's who we thought that wouldn't hurt us or humiliate us when we do share certain things so we just shut down and we we get all tight-lipped and we like oh I ain't gonna say nothing no more you know ain't nobody gonna hurt me again and I don't need nobody to you know get all bitter you know we bury it all down and we get pretty yeah bitter and hold resentment and be full of shame and that's all it does when we bury all this stuff down <laughs> it kind of rem- <laughs> it kind of reminds me like well I was one of these kids or y'all when I when you had to go clean your room and you just go ahead and just take all clothes toys trash whatever it was that was in your room and you stuff it up under your bed <laughs> and make it look like it was clean You made your bed real nice because as long as you made that bed real nice, you couldn't, you know, and the blanket was all nice and to the point where you couldn't really see what was underneath it. Yup. That, that's what it reminds me of. <laughs> you put all that stuff in there underneath and make it look like it's clean. And then, you know, somehow, some way, either somebody finds it under there or... It just come flushing out like some water splashing and it's like, oh my God, look at all my toys. I got to pick them up, you know, (laughs) that's what it kind of, you know, that's what it reminds me of. Did you do that? I did. I did. I did. But yeah, (sighs) you know, just, just got to get all of that stuff out. And there's nothing wrong with sharing your experiences. And like I said, it comes from a lot of love and healing and that's what we need to share with one another so it's a blessing and please go see subscribe to that channel go see that video share it with someone you know that is going through that kind of pain that needs to be healed and needs to know they're they're not alone okay i wanted to share that and now I'm going to go in and I'm going to start the show. So I want to leave that here. I'll be right back. Uh, thank you for staying with me. Surviving Journey will be right back. Hey, welcome back. Yo, when I was like, putting the like the segment because I you know on when we were doing the editing and putting the episode together on uh on the, on the anchor it has you named the segment segment I'm sorry why am I stuttering today so it has you named the segment and I put things unspoken Kawana Spivey because I was pretty much you know putting it out there about a channel and when I was when I read that, I was like, that is definitely a book. For real. When I saw that, something in me just was like shook. Like, things unspoken. Kawana Spivey. Honestly, that's, I'm telling you, I that just came out, of, like, for real. It shook me so, like, something just came over me like, that is a book. Things unspoken. That's a book. Don't be trying to steal her book, y'all. <laughs> you heard it you heard it here or it's definitely a movie I don't know I, I know firsthand book that's what came out so 
I can't read to read your book. Um, yeah. I'm so excited. I don't even know what just came over me. But welcome back again. Hey. Well, I would like to just tell you what's been going on with me. I'm sure all of us have been going through a lot. And um, for me, just to just let you in on some things. <sighs> I um, honestly... For those who are feeling a change, not just a change, it's like a change that is going to bring on this total transformation. And I think for me, I don't really know how to, I want to embrace it, but I'm just so on edge. I'm just so nervous of the changes that is happening. Um, and this word from the Lord, scripture, Psalms 34 and 4, I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. Fear has been a really huge thing. Because I wasn't really sure for the longest time of what, of who I, I, I was. It's like I knew, but I just couldn't just accept it. Because I, um, I honestly, I didn't feel like I was the right measurement. I, I didn't think I was the right measurement for people, even though I liked who I was but I didn't like who I was for other people because it's it just seemed like they just didn't like it I guess it was all in my head but it's, it's it's what I felt it made me wonder as much as I love podcasting and I love I love it and I had to really sit and think about why I have the hardest time just simply committing to it and wanting to just hide every time it came time but it came close to wanting to record an episode I come in I'm not free with something I actually do love and it makes me feel free but I keep hiding from it and I think it has a lot to do with the fact that like for the longest time I took some time to think and wondering where is this all coming from what is really the root of a lot of things that I'm not really dealing with I say that I deal with them and I put it in my mind and make it seem like I'm really dealing with it but I just don't really deal with it wholeheartedly because like again earlier like I was saying I will bury things it's just I just kept thinking that I was either too much or not enough. And it would be me just like beating myself up. Thinking that I just could not simply be the right measurement for people. And that was totally my problem. I had an issue with... uh, I had an issue with... With how God made me. 
And Lord, I ask for your forgiveness because uh, I know you're not a God that um, I know you, you're a God of purpose. You're, you're a God of truth. And um, I don't know why I felt those things, but I know it started when I was a, when I was little. My confidence was really my confidence was really broken when I was little and um I had the hardest time of being sure of myself because you know I would learn something and I would read something and I feel like okay I read this I saw this I, I, I believe I know what it is and then somebody would were to ask me a question or as you know just like they'll be like Jericho so what's this uh what do you think this is or just just a simple question or they don't need to answer for something like something as simple as a who wrote this book or something <laughs> which would which actually that's what it was and I would say the answer and quickly I'll get like no 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 like uh, like swarms of no's and I would be like it would, yeah it would start on me cause I'm like oh. thinking that wow I thought I thought I knew this cause I I read it or I saw it so how can not that I, it wasn't more about how can I be wrong it's just like why would I get that reaction? And it was like, no, no, no. And then it would turn out that I definitely had the answer. And then it would just be like silence or and anyone that I was looking for you to tell me I was right. It was just that the effort of all the no, no, <laughs> it did complete silence. <laughs> and it, it happened a lot when I was a kid. And, um, it just made me um not putting the blame on other people it's just it for me being that it happened so many times I would not be sure or I felt like I would be doing something wrong for just knowing something like I just I, it, it made me question about what I what I learned or what I knew because it was so people were so sure that I definitely didn't know and when I would know something it was just it was like mm, you know and then when it came to times where I would want to know something it was people was very you know teachers were short with me I guess I had the mind of a child that always wondered and stuff and it would take me a while to to get something, to grasp something. And it would, it would scare me because the whole, it, it would feel like I would be disappointing someone if I asked them a question. So I had a hard time trying to learn. So I had a hard time trying to figure out when I did know something. And I had a hard time of trying to learn something if I didn't know something. It was just, I was just like, it was just, 
tough like okay so when should I ask and then when I do know something it's just like no one really lets me know if I'm correct about it it's just you know first it tell me I'm wrong and then if I'm correct it's just so I had this issue with failing and I had this issue with actually succeeding because I wasn't really sure on how to accept it or how other people would accept it for me like that kind of support and don't get me wrong I had you know people that supported me but even when I did get support I wasn't really sure if it was I didn't know how to accept that either I didn't know if they was really genuine or really cared or it's just it was so much me just putting so much thought into what other people you know think and I felt like that was a part of me that just I just couldn't really know myself or really embrace myself as who I was I thought I was too emotional too loud too quiet too this too that not enough of this not enough of that so (laughs) I'm laughing because they're like well too loud too crazy to this you know like to yeah who wants that but (laughs) but that was just I just really had a hard time of accepting me so that made me fearful it made me fearful of being exactly who I am not saying it's a bad thing to change. It's not saying that you can grow and be better. Not saying, not rejecting that at all. It's just, I hid so much in myself that I re- I regretted who I was. And I wanted to pretend that that person never existed. And it would come back to haunt me. And I would hate it. Because I never told that person um, that I loved them. And it was okay. I even feel myself about to apologize for it now, for even getting emotional. A lot of things about myself. That uh that I would like to uh I have liked to hide, but you know, like depression. The real raw, true details of what I had gone through. I'm going to tell you, as far as uh, depression, when it started for me, I think it's a lot of things. I'm not going to blame anybody, but it was a lot of things. You know, um, I used to, uh, I would say where it started, I used to pretend that I was sick. I was I would be initially sick, but the reaction of my mom used to work a lot. 
he was single mom, two kids, well, one teenager, one little kid at the time, you know, she's working for her children and she's working for not only herself, but her children trying to balance. And, um, you know, I didn't know at the time, but, you know, I'm sure she was stressful and, when I would get sick, there would that would be the only time she was, you know, home and I felt that was the only time where I can get moments with her. Tender moments. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'll pretend to be sick even longer just to keep her home or just to keep her with me or just to feel that kind of tenderness from her. Because, you know, I guess stress or whatever it was that was uh she was going through she was kind of you know not saying that she my mom was very loving it's just I felt more tender with her when she would be I guess it's hard for me to kind of say but I would say motherly when I would be sick so yeah and um you know I, I had her and um I had my sister but you know she was a teenager at the time so I just that's just really what I felt at that time as a kid and um I didn't have uh a dad at the time either so it was just a lot of things that I felt that were missing and I was trying to get an understanding of of it but I I didn't at 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 a, as a little girl it was just so much that I just didn't understand. So as a little girl, it made me scared and it made me angry because I kept comparing so many families and relationships as far as father and daughter and you know, their dads that was around. You know how I many, <laughs> you know how I many TV dads that, uh, <laughs> how many TV dads that I had created? Did y'all do that? You know, even if you did have a dad, I don't know. You just, you had that TV dad that you just like, yeah, that's gone. I, I want my dad to be more like him or, if I had a dad, that's the kind of dad I, you know, envision. And oh Lord, speaking of TV dads, um, yeah, yesterday John Witherspoon had passed away, and it's like he was one of those TV dads too. That I, uh, I'm telling you, when he died yesterday, I know people be thinking people are low key crazy or standing when a celebrity dies and they take it hard and start crying. No, I mean, I know there are levels to that, but <laughs> no, really. I, when I found that out, it's just about really just having a heart. Like you just ain't go celebrate nobody dying, whether they're celebrities or not, but people give celebrities a hard time or, you know, that culture a hard time. Cause they think it's more like, um, idolizing to the point of you know you don't even know that person and <laughs> you you do you feel that way about your own people you know you know people say stuff and people you know they think that people are just being into this like fanatic 
mindset when they show love and admiration for you know people that's in the industry celebrities and um so sometimes I'd be like wow you know don't beat up people that really feel that way because celebrities are still people too they're they're human too they may even if you think they got way more money (laughs) or the fame or whatever they're still human they're human just like us and they they're still God's children so um yeah so when he he died yesterday I I'm telling you it it just it's it took me it it is I don't know it just was like what it was like I had lost uh, a father, an uncle, for real. I couldn't believe it. And that's the same way I felt about Anne Carroll. I, I looked at her like an aunt, you know? Like, that's like one of your your upscale rich aunts that, like, you ask her questions about how did they enjoy the, the yacht and the escargot and, you know, hobnob with all the rich and famous people. You want to ask those questions and know all those brilliant stories because she's just that fabulous aunt so yeah I really did do that I really did just take that like super hard yeah they are greatly missed for what they've done as far as film and um television and um yeah (laughs) he did like one of the most iconic like I swear every movie that John Witherspoon was in you gonna remember something he said you gonna be like yickety, like that's gonna be the first thing you gonna think of, or bang bang, you know, like. <laughs> every every movie he was in, you you gonna remember, you gonna quote something from that movie because of John Witherspoon. So blessings to his family and God, um, give them strength and peace and comfort because that is that is hard. If, if if I don't know him and I'm taking it hard, I know his family has to be taking it really hard. So, Father God, give him strength. But, yeah, he would be greatly, he's greatly missed. I loved him. Um, He had, like, a cooking channel on YouTube as well. He had posted, like, two days ago. So, I was like, wow. I would say three days ago because that was yesterday. But, yeah. It, he, yeah. Yeah. Um... But yeah, what I was saying, um, yeah, I had a lot of TV dads because I didn't have a dad in my life. So I would, any, any show that had like a, a awesome father, I would create my dad in my head. So Danny Tanner was like my dad that would clean and make sure that he, uh, had everything, you know, even down to the uncles, Uncle Joey and all, all them, Uncle them Full House, they was like all my dads in my mind. Like, oh, wow, that I because I'm me as a kid, I didn't see a positive. Um, I didn't see really too many positive male male figures. Mm, no. Nah, <laughs> I was trying to think I had, I did have, um, I do remember there's a pastor from when I was a kid. His name was Pastor Owens and he was one of the like first deaths that I took seriously as a, a as a young kid where death, you know, was really something I had really started to take really serious. Cause when you're a kid, you don't really know what that is, but, or, or how to lose someone and, and, 
feel the hurt from it. And he was one of the first one I would say as a father figure. But uh, he was the only one I could really just really remember. But for as far as television, yeah, I, I TV dads, Danny Tanner. Turned out Bob Saget is not <laughs> the complete. <laughs> yeah, but sometimes we got to understand that actors are actors too. So, um, yeah, I he's complete opposite of Bob, uh, uh, you know, Danny Tanner on Full House. Bob Saget, he sure is. I, mm-mm. He sure can act, but yeah, I, I love the way he cleaned and took care of the girls and the fact that he was a, a single dad that did it with two other guys. I mean, to see those men take care of those girls, it was just, it's, I just loved it. And I just wished I saw more of that. And then I also, I don't care what anybody says. I know y'all, you know, people want to say what they want to say, um, but I'm still going to love Dr. Heathcliff Huxtable and y'all going to just, you know, just have to deal with that. <laughs> I I don't know if they still show reruns on um on cable satellite, but I can watch him on Amazon Prime and just still love him for that. Period. Period. He's my dad that was a doctor and he took care of his whole entire family and they went out and had nice restaurant outings to go meet Lena Horn and that was my dad that did that in my head I said yeah my dad took me to go see Lena Horn and he took me to go to see all these beautiful great artists out there that was you know Nancy Wilson with the jazz and you know like my dad was cultured so he was my TV dad in my mind and yeah I like the John Witherspoon for his him as a dad that was the funny dad that just like <laughs> he was a funny dad like just always had something funny to say and it was just like he just wasn't so hard up as a dad you know that was just like super strict or super mean or super just ugh. he was just the one you joke around with and wore funny little clothes and bow ties and stuff I had one more dad but he kind of low-key scared me but I saw that he was the hard-working father and that was um from good times even though I don't really care for good times like that even it was something about good times that I just didn't always like about it but I watched it it's like they were just so settled in being um it's like they didn't like change or something I don't know just like everything was like they just, to me, celebrated stuff that just didn't make sense to me. But, hey, it was good time. So, everything was a good time, I guess. But, I don't know. It's like every time James would just get a raise on something, this Florida would be like, but no! I don't know. <laughs> it was just being ridiculous. But, I haven't watched every episode of Good Time. So, maybe I'm just, like, really kind of prejudging it in a way. Because I didn't watch every episode. But, it just kind of went like that for me. She was getting on my nerves, but I love Florida too. I do. That's what I'm telling y'all. It was things I didn't like about the show, but the things that I did still love about the show. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that dad, James, was he, he was a hard-working father, but he was scary. He was throwing, he was throwing chairs at the wall, and he was screaming a lot. Yeah, it was, it was scary. Why did he? I'm trying to think why he threw that chair at the wall like that. Something about arthritis or something. 
I don't know what it was. It was, it was scary. But for some reason, I loved him as a hard working father. He was the first dad I seen on TV that would actually throw something. I was like, dang, he crazy. But yeah, he's still he's still up there. I didn't envision that for my dad, but just the fact that he was a dad was important to me. That was it. I didn't want that part of him as a dad, but I was like, well, he's there. Because my, my dad, you know. But <laughs> yeah, it's basically what I'm trying to say. It, these are the things that um, I haven't really truly dealt with. But I know these are the things that I, I have buried down and tried to, I guess, not deal with and pretend that it wasn't there. But it's a part of me that's missing and I don't really know how to go about it just yet. And for all y'all that could be feeling the same way, to just keep holding on and um, call out to the Lord and he should deliver you from all your fears of whatever it may be. Fear of trying new things, fear of accepting yourself, fear of failure, fear of success, fear of getting to know someone, getting, you know, just all of these fears. You just call out to the Lord and, and he will deliver you. And <laughs> I'm laughing because I know these are a lot of changes that um, right now that I, like I said, I'm trying. I, I, I need you, Lord, to help me deal with them and to just, just really embrace it and to really have you trust in you to find a solution to get free of this because it's, it's really brand new for me. I mean, even little small things that may seem small to other people, um, it's really brand new. It's a challenge and I'm going to just trust in the Lord to see it go all the way this is the part of the journey um but let me tell you what happened to me though <laughs> okay i'm gonna take a break and i'm gonna come back and i'll tell you what happened to me the other night okay be right back Hi guys, you still with me? Oh my gosh. Okay, well thank you. And I'll be right back. <laughs> you know what else I wanted to add about John Witherspoon? <laughs> he <laughs> one thing that really made me laugh about him, it wasn't even like none of his catchphrases or anything like that. It was um <laughs> He had the best impressions of of Mick Jagger. He, he can do the best Mick Jagger impressions. And, and I just thought that was just so genius of him because it's like, you know, with a lot of comedians, when they do impressions of other like celebrities, you know, with James Brown, we know he got the like the speech impediment, like that. You know, he says things like that. And then with Michael Jackson, we know they're going to either try to dance like him or, you know, do the little soft whispering thing like Michael would do. Like, you know, we've seen all of that. But with, with, with John Witherspoon to just bring out Mick Jagger and, and, and dance like him, stick his tongue out and... 
today it was just like what it was just it just seemed so random but it was just hilarious i remember when i first saw him do it on an episode of um Dwayne's brothers oh yeah i know they yeah i know they're taking it hard um but it was an episode of Wayne's Brothers. And he just busts out of nowhere. It just seemed so random. And he'll bust out of nowhere dancing like Mick Jagger. And he knew that was his thing because I had, uh, I, I loved it so much that I had searched in YouTube. You know, thank goodness, thank God for YouTube. They be having all types of stuff. And I had searched John Witherspoon and um, Mick Jagger. Because I just loved that, that, that scene so much. And I, he had did it again on one of his other stand-ups. And it's crazy. I just, like, not too long ago was watching that. But he had did that in one of his stand-ups. <laughs> and he was on, um, I think he was on Letterman. He had did that 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 impression, that whole, oh, my God, I'm telling you, I got, y'all got to see how he moves like him. <laughs> like, it's just, Especially when you look at the uh, Rolling Stones, uh, what what song is that? And it's like, start me up, dun, 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 dun. start me up, I never, whatever he be saying, start me up, I never stop, whatever. And the way he just like jump and move out in this slow motion thing and his eyes bugging out and his tongue is out. It just shows how accurate that John Witherspoon um, impression was. Oh my gosh. Y'all have to go look that up. John Witherspoon, Mick Jagger on YouTube. I'm telling you, you're going to get your life just laughing. Oh man, yeah, he was definitely that that missing ingredient in those in those classic comedies. He he is greatly missed. You you wouldn't you can't even imagine any other movie without him once you've seen his performances it's like for real so i just wanted to share that <laughs> rest in peace john Wispel. rest in peace blessings to you and your family and the many lives that you gave the entire world okay all right i just wanted to share that Welcome back. <laughs> oh, okay, y'all. Okay. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, it's this is helping to to open up because it's 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 when you open up and you release it, it it it's it's you can heal now. You know, you can heal now. And there's so much more I want to pour out and not be ashamed of. So it's more that's going to, I believe, that's going to pour out. And I'm just, you know, I'm ready for not just for me, but for all of us get this healing. I'm really not. At first, I was really concerned about how many this would reach. But it's really important to me on just reaching. So thank you. Thank you so much for listening. But let me tell you what happened. Okay. <laughs> okay. So as far as trying to face my fears and um, just believing in the Lord and trusting in him. Okay. Because this is when I had actually got the scripture that day when I did this. I'm going to repeat the scripture again. Psalms 34 and 4. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. Okay. 
And I was really meditating on that that day when I read that. And, um, <laughs> oh my gosh, like, mm-mm-mm. man, okay, this is what happened. I was in the car, I, well, to those who don't know, I don't know how to drive yet. I've been learning. I just need pr- more practice. Okay. I just need more practice. And I think a lot of it has to do with a lot of my, uh, just being like nerves, you know, not that I can't drive. It's just that I have like, my nerves are just like really bad. And (laughs) I get like, just, just kind of scared and I don't want to hurt nobody. I don't want to get into no accident. You know, all that stuff that goes in with driving. And, um, so I was in the car and I was praying and I was, I was telling God, I was like, Lord, I don't even know how to do the most simplest things. Like, I don't really know. I don't know how to do things. I don't know how to even begin to, to start. I'm even afraid you know, afraid to actually begin to start. Not just with driving, but yeah, with a lot of things. So, um, (laughs) so as I was praying, I was just like remembering the scripture. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. So I was like, God, I'm seeking you. I need your help. I really need your help. This is like, I have nothing else. I don't know what else to do. I know I can't do things with myself. I need you to deliver me from, I need you to save me from my fears. Like, please. Cause I know this is the only thing that is holding me back. So I wasn't even thinking about the driving part at first. I was just thinking about just how just anything, how to be a, you know, a strong believer in him and how to be a friend and how to do things and how to just everything. It didn't come to the driving part until I realized I was sitting in the car while I was doing this. I really just went in the car to just start it up. So it wouldn't get, you know, to, I guess when you, I don't really know much about cars and I need to learn more. But I guess when you have a car that you don't really drive around like that, you don't want the uh, the battery, the motor to go dead. So I was starting it up because my sister taught me that to, uh, you know, start revving uh, the engine up. You could just sound, just the way I sound, I sound like I don't know about cars. So, <laughs> so I was like starting that up and I was taking that time while I was starting it up, the, the car to let it warm up or whatever I was doing to it. Yes, I sound totally inexperienced of cars, but yeah, I was sitting there praying and I was meditating on that, on that word and, um, just, you know, just taking time with him. And then I realized I'm like, yeah, I'm in the, I'm in the car and I'm talking about fears and I'm thinking about all my fears and I'm like, I'm in the car. And something in me was like, okay, Lord, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to 
believe in you. Even if I'm scared, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna take that all out and put it put it into you. All that nervous energy, whatever it is, I'm just gonna place it in your hands and I'm gonna believe that you're gonna just help me. So I'm in my mind like Lord, you say that to not be afraid, for you are with me. So something just kept growing about the car. And that night it was raining. It was raining out there, but it, it stopped raining by the time I um, was in the car. It stopped raining, but it was still, like, wet. And the kind of street that's in front of my house is a very busy street. People coming from, from up here, down there, up, you know, it's cars everywhere in front of my house. So, it was clear. The streets was clear. No one was in the street. And plus, uh, my sister car was in the driveway. So I was like, oh, how am I going to get out the other way? So I so I went out on my, well, I was thinking about going out of my neighbor's driveway. Either way, like I said, I'm still like, all these things is playing out in my head. Like, oh, Lord, I don't know why this is growing in me to just like, should I try to practice in this car? And plus the car is like, it's, it's a very old car. I need to really try to go get it fixed. Well, actually to go see what needs to be fixed. And, um, yeah, so I'm like, it's like something in me was like, just go ahead and try to just go on and practice it, you know, come go around a corner or whatever, do it, you know, just do that. It, it, it just kept going even stronger in me. Like, okay, should I do that? Should I do that? I'm scared to do that. I don't, I don't know. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. Right, <laughs> so I, so I start the car to to move it to put it in drive. Turn the the lights on because it's dark, and I'm pressing the gas. I'm going. By the time it was to cross the street, I got a little nervous because I'm I'm, I'm trying to. Street, I'm putting the uh, the blinkers on to go to the right, but I saw a car, and it wasn't even nowhere near me. But the fact that I a car was in, you know, coming towards whatever it was coming my way, I don't know. I got nervous, so I was still on the gas, but I was so nervous I didn't slow down. I didn't slow down quick enough, and I had knocked down. I knocked down somebody's mailbox. That thing went, uh uh-uh, you know, and I felt, oh my God, and the thing just went down. The the mailbox went all the way down into someone's ditch. And I was like, oh my God, like, I was like, oh my God, 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 oh my God. And I had to still get out of the street. So I just went on and I felt like I had like went through like one of those hit and runs. It scared me so bad. I was like, oh my God, I knocked someone. No, I was down. Oh my God, what am I going to do? I don't have any money. Oh my God. At this point, I'm still driving saying, oh my God, see God, I'm trying to do something fearless and this happens. Oh God. And (laughs) I was still. And I'm still like driving and scared at the same time. I hit someone's mailbox. How I'm gonna pay for that? I don't have any money. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Should I say something? Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. So 
mind you, like I said, I'm still like driving around the neighborhood while I'm over here, like just panicking. And I was like, I gotta make it home. I gotta make it home. But I didn't want to go down that same uh, street. I don't know if y'all heard that. That was my niece in the background. Um, <laughs> so I went down the street. I know I didn't want to come up that busy street. It was still the same street, but I felt like when I come up a certain street, it, it was, I don't know. I went for what was the less complicated for me. And I went where I knew I could turn smoothly somewhere. So I got back into that, my uh, neighbor's driveway and I turned back into the yard where the cars parked. And um, <laughs> I was so nervous. I was so glad that I made it home. I didn't turn the lights off and I didn't really put the car back into uh <laughs> into into a uh, park, which was interesting because the car did not move. But uh yeah, I put it. I think because I turned the car off. I don't know. It was. I know I turned the car off, but the the um the navigator the stick. I know I sound bad talking about cars, but. Okay, so I saw the lights was still on, and I'm like, I didn't put it back in park. So I, I got back in the car, put it back in park, and then I closed the door. And I was like, okay, I still didn't turn the lights off. And I turned the lights off. <laughs> and I was just crying. I was like, oh, my God, okay, I made it safe. I'm home, but I knocked somebody's mailbox down, like, all the way down. I'm like, I don't have the money. And I don't know. I was like, how do, how much does it cost to pay for a mailbox? And how much does it cost to get someone to fix it? I don't have it. I'm like, should I say something? I'm like, I got to say something because they're not going to get their mail. So I was like, <laughs> I was like, I got to say something. I was like, Lord, I hope this person won't go off. Hope that I'm at. And mind you, it was late. It was like 10 o'clock at night. So I'm sure some, you know, I was thinking like, they in bed. Maybe I should tell them in the morning. But I was like, no, I got to tell them. So I went back in the house and um, my sister, she was sitting on the couch. I, it's, 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 she never questioned why I was out there. She just knew I was out there. And um, she never said anything. So um, I just went back there and put my clothes on because I was really in uh <laughs> in my bed clothes and uh, so I went and put my clothes back on and I was like okay I'm gonna do this I'm gonna go across the street and tell them what happened because they got to know that their mailbox is no more and um, so I knocked on the door and this uh, nice young girl you know I think she's probably my age um, or probably a little younger and I was like, hi. You know, she's like, hi. I'm like, I'm sorry that it's late, but um, I'm still learning how to drive. <laughs> and I accidentally knocked the mailbox over. And she didn't live there. It wasn't her, ho- uh, her house. It was her aunt's house. And her aunt was pretty much not there. She was, uh, I think, I don't know, maybe out of town or something. I'm, I wasn't really sure, but she wasn't there. And um, I was like, oh, is your aunt going to be mad? Is she nice? And <laughs> she was like, yeah, she nice. And I said, well, like, you think that she will be pissed off about, you know, the the mailbox? Because she's like, well, I don't know. Uh, you know, I don't think she would be upset. And I was like, I, I live across the street, so that's where I live. 
And she was like, um, she's like, oh, well, I'll tell her, you know. And I was like, okay. And then, so as I was about to go back across the street, back home, I was like, well, let me see uh, what the mailbox, like what it would need and what it looks like, where did it go, you know. And um, it was laying on the ground, almost in a ditch. And <laughs> it's not funny. It's funny, but it's not. And um, come to find out, the reason why, I guess, not that um, that it wouldn't have got knocked down, because I pretty much knocked it down. But when I when I picked it up, it wasn't really a mailbox that was, you know, planted into the ground. You know how they nail it into the the ground or however they do it with mailboxes. I'm not a builder, you know. Oh, well, maybe I am, but not like that. And yeah, so it was really a mailbox that was like in a, it was a bucket. And it was like a concrete bucket that held up the mailbox. So yeah, it's heavy, but yeah, it can pretty much knock down. But it wasn't broke. Nothing was broke. Um, So I picked it up and I positioned it. And it standing there like it never been knocked down. But <laughs> uh, but I did tell her, you know, I knocked back on the door. I said, I think I fixed it. So that way they, you know, hopefully, you know, the when the postal worker come by, they can still get their mail. However, they, you know, but it's not broken. It's not knocked off. And I gave her whatever the mail that fell out and I gave it to her. And, um, had a little dirt on it, but it was, uh, read, you know, they can read it. It was readable. They can open it and stuff like that. But yeah, I gave her back the mail that, that, that fell out and I, um, went back home and I was like, Ooh, thank God. Thank you God. Because I was just like, at first thinking like, I'm calling myself trying to do something and I just thought it was all over when I just knocked out that mailbox. But like I said, thank God, because it wasn't like really, it was a real mailbox, but it wasn't like as bad as I thought it was. Nothing was broken. Nothing like was missing. Like all I had to do was just pick it back up and position it. And it was heavy because of the concrete, but I positioned it the best I could where, you know, they could still get their mail, you know, whatever that needs to be fixed. But oh, thank you, Lord. And what I did learn, because I did learn from it, it was definitely a mistake. The way I went out there, I accepted that. I did. I, I pressed too hard on that gas. Um, I need to slow down. Stop being so nervous. And, um, yeah, be careful for them kind of things because, you know, thank God it was a mailbox and not a person, you know. So I learned to just be careful on how I turned and how fast I was going and not to be so nervous I'm still trying to work on that and it, it, it will get better I just need to practice more but what I'm saying is I I learned from my mistake and I accepted that I made a mistake and from that mistake I learned to just next time <laughs> of what knowing of knowing what not to do 
So I'm glad I took that step. And that's pretty much the beginning of a lot of things, not just with a car, just a lot of things that's going on in life. And um, I just want y'all to just understand that y'all can accept yourselves and whatever you want to do better, just seek the Lord first <laughs> and um, have him just handle the rest. Just be follow real close to him and his teachings and just just have the hope and knowing that things are really going to change for the better. And it's stop putting so much onto yourself. Because no, you can't do it by yourself. So I'm learning to stop putting so much on myself and stop beating up myself. And I'm just really hope that y'all grasp that. I hope that really helps someone. Okay. So I thank you for listening. Thank you so much. And I will be right back. I just want to tell you how much my appreciation is for you guys. Y'all really have been really special into my life. Some that I do know that have supported me. Some that I just don't know have supported me. The the fact that your support has been tremendous. it, It really is. So thank you. Hey, welcome back. Thank you so much for showing all your love to Surviving Journey. And whoever you are, special person, or all y'all special people out there, I you know that you are greatly appreciated. I thank you so much for your time. Always, okay? Because you didn't have to, but you're here. And I'm blessed for that. For real. For real. For real. So, <laughs> you know, on um, there's a feature. That has like a message feature. So you can leave whatever you like. It's, it will only have you record a minute long. But you can leave multiple minute messages if you like. Or however you want to leave your feedback. Show your love and your support. And anything you think that would help. You know, completely honest. I would really love that feedback. And um, also, if you would like to come on here on Surviving Journey. And you always like to share your journey, journey, <laughs> journey with me. You can do that. Okay, and this is how you can do that. All right, you can um, find me on Spotify, Surviving Journey as well. Okay, and um, Twitter, J Siobhan, J Siobhan, J C H A V O N N E. That's on Twitter, and on Instagram, Pure Gemini 2211. Okay. You can message me. You can follow me on those uh, social platforms and um, on SoundCloud, Surviving the Journey. So you can find me on there and you can definitely, you know, share whatever you like. And also, you may have a podcast that's in you. Being that here on Anchor, you could just record this right off of your phone if you don't have all the equipment. You know, some people like to use their equipment and some people just love how you could just do it right off your phone. So you could just download Anchor and you could have, voila, your episode. So I can't wait to hear your episode. I can't wait to everything fall off with whatever you got planned and, and stored up in you. Because I know God is good and he's great and he's awesome. So thank you so much, so much. I love each and every one of you. Thank you for tuning in. And till next time, let's continue to survive the journey. All right? Bye. Blessings on you.